second. Honey, honey, there's a hot topic. Oh, God damn it. Pull, pull the fucking car over. I gotta buy some fucking trip pants. Ha ha ha. Taking points from my boy, March. He's... Wouldn't be the March Mitch show without the ha ha ha. Yeah, I'm just a stand-in, but... As you know, uh, this is the March and Mitch show featuring Celine. Uh, I am your host, Mitchell Herring. And I am your other host, Celine Sanis Pond. Mm-hmm. Why do we use your full name? I don't know. I think that that's an Alexism. Because mm. Alex always announces himself as your host, Alex Marchewski. Yeah. You as our host, Mitchell Herring, and me as our host, Celine Sanis Pond. Word. Well, anyways, this is the March and Mitch show. Featuring Celine. Right. Santa's Pond. Celine. <laughs> Santa's Pond. <laughs> Anyways, today we've got a fun episode. We're going to bring you some obviously fun content. We're going to plug some social media platforms uh, so you guys can, and we'll explain in detail as to the why behind this, and you might find it interesting or uh, quirky or different. I don't know. I've just had a wild hair, and I'm going to roll with it. So follow the journey, if you will. Uh, today's is going to be um majority i mean celine's taking over our artist of the week and then we're gonna have alex chime in on the artist Mm -hmm. remotely from his secret cia headquarters (laughs) while we alex coming from his secret lair to give us some some feedback yeah no i'm excited for today because alex temporarily promoted me to do artist of the week which i'm really excited about because i have been wanting to do this band for quite some time and Alex likes this band, but he always kind of is like, eh, I want to do it this week. So I'm excited to finally do this band this week. Um, this week, our musical guest is going to be Car Seat Headrest, which is one of my all-time favorite bands. I've loved them since, I want to say, like 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are just, a, I think, a really incredible band that I think that our, our audience is going to be excited to listen to. Uh, Car Seat Headrest was founded in Virginia in 2010. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a debate team game. Uh, I know Celine was talking about Carsey Headrest. We will return to that in just a moment. We're going to bring you a live, live adaptation to an old school debate game, apparently. And Celine, why don't you explain the game? And I will be the first contestant. Excellent. So this game is called Shark Tank. It's a game that's designed to help young debaters stop saying the words um, like, and uh. So the rules of the game are, the way that I played it in debate, is that you start by being given a prompt and you have to speak about it for 15 seconds without saying like, um, or uh, or just stopping for several seconds. And so somebody gives you a prompt, you have to talk for 15 seconds. If you beat 15 seconds, then you have to do 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. 45, a minute, two minutes, and two minutes is when the game ends. Ah. Because it's really, really difficult to just never, ever say like, um, or uh. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally doable, but really difficult. So, Mitchell, do you want to start at 15 seconds? Sure. Or? Okay. So, let's do your topic is going to be apples. Okay. And ready? Yep. Set. Go. Apples, a fruit of the future. Many believe that apples are a thing of the past, but I'm here to tell you that apples are the way of the future. Why, you might ask? Apples are nutritious, they're delicious, and it keeps the doctor away. Come at me, bro. Apples bring you nutritional daily value, just like, boom. That was actually 20 seconds. You killed it. All right, you want to give me a topic? All right. Ben Gay. Ben Gay? I already been gay. 
<laughs> that's how I like to live my life. I think that it's really important to think of life in terms of what you need from life to succeed. For some people, it is the actual medicine Bengay for your butt. For some people, it's the actual lifestyle of being gay. Coincidentally, also for your butt. That was 21 seconds. Okay. Do you want to keep playing? Or? Fuck yeah, let's keep going. All right, let's do it. Okay, uh, for you... Oh, I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, the timer wasn't going. Okay. All right, for you, for the next topic, for 30 seconds. I excelled at impromptu creative advertising. I just want you to know, this was my middle school. Yeah, this is just going to devolve into long advertisements for things. Oh, yeah. All right, tell me about scuba diving. All right. And go. Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to be an octopus? Have you ever wondered what it'd like to be to live among sea animals? Well, let me tell you, scuba diving can take you there. There's a world of adventure waiting for you to find the undersea adventure. If you've ever loved Disney movies, if you ever recognized as an aerial in your own horoscope, I'm here to show you that scuba diving can take you there. Let me bring you under the sea and let me take you into a world of adventure where not breathing water. It's time. Done. It's over time, actually. Okay. All right, here, I'm going to give you the timer for mine because I think that it helps to not know how much time has passed. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Something that will throw you off topic. Something that will, will throw you for a loop. Okay, hemorrhoid cream. That's the same topic as Bengay. Bengay is not hemorrhoid cream. Bengay Wait, is, what is Bengay? Bengay <laughs> is like that hot stuff you put on your shoulders to relax your muscles. Oh, right. I thought that it was... Oh, I was getting it confused with preparation age. No. Okay. Well... That's why I said Bengay was this for your This is kind of awkward twist. Okay. Um, let's do this. Let's name something more interesting, but still out of your willed house that's going to make you struggle. Mm, I want you to talk about George W. Bush. Ready? And three, two, one... Go. Well, Jesus Christ, I could talk about George W. Bush all day long. So when I was a little kid, they at my elementary school, they banned talking about the election, the 2000 election. And I grew up in a very political family. So I actually got in trouble when I was in elementary school because I was found talk, talking to my best friend, John, behind a tree about the election and whispering about why George W. Bush was bad. Let's be clear. George W. Bush was a really bad president. First of all, he probably knew about 9-11. Done. All right, cool. Wow. Let's leave it on. He probably knew about 9-11. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> so what? what's the next one? Next one's a minute? Uh, in debate, it was 45 okay, seconds. Right. You want to just go straight for a minute? No, 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 no. I'm scared to go for a minute. I think I'll fuck it You're up. scared to go for a minute, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. This is getting intense. It is. This is like whose lines in anyway. I know. Let's go. Imagine a room full of anxious high schoolers oh, all no, standing you, in the middle of the room and getting to leave once they finally no, beat this game. You are, I mean, you see me closing my eyes. I'm already going to my happy place. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> panicking. Fun fact for our listeners. On our very first date, I mentioned to Mitchell that one of my very great loves is debating, and we had an entire, like, probably three or four minute debate about ketchup oh this is and so it's moral evils and i'm pretty sure i won that debate miss debater I, mr debate mixed, mixed debater. debater yeah masturbate i 
Yes, I, I was a master debater. That is when a Celine... I maintain that I absolutely won that debate. Oh, bullshit. But that was also the same date that you told me that you were non-binary. And I was like, cool, bro. What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> and then you asked Also me- where I told you that I was polyamorous at the time. And you were like, oh. Good. <laughs> no, because our first date, I didn't honestly think that you were interested in me. You remember this, right? Like, I, did, I thought we were having a platonic outing i still just think it's so nice that you came out for a drink with me thinking that it was not absolutely going anywhere well for the viewers who know us and listen because we got a couple of you across the u.s across the world they're out there i want y'all to know that i asked celine out like three months prior Mm -hmm. to us actually going out on a date and celine politely declined and said like said that i have a boyfriend yeah i I would have to check with my boyfriend now's not a good time and i was like that was it i did it i was like cool cool story we still work together and we saw each other pretty frequently. Well, we had worked together for like a week when you asked me out. Like, whatever. I, like the, the, you strike while the iron's hot, my friend. And the <laughs> iron was scalding hot. It was boiling over. It was ready to be, you know, uh, it was ready to be striked. <laughs> Smitted. Smithed. Smithed. Anyways, uh, Celine turned me down. Hard no. And I let it be like that. And then three months went by and I get this random message on Facebook being like, hey, so about that drink. (laughs) And of course, me being, I mean, I'm a relative gentleman for the most part or gentle person, depending on how you want me to swing. But for the most part, it was like, okay, well, obviously this person's, you know, in a relationship and I had no previous knowledge of that. So I just like, you know, okay, I can go out for a drink. I wasn't doing anything. And again, I still wanted to get to know you, but I had zero intention of, you know, anything else happening. And that was apparently the wrong. That was no. Yeah, you, know, you read that wrong. Read that wrong. So we're out having a beer. And um, yeah, I, I disclosed that. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just, you know, having a, having a beer. Not No big deal. And then it's like, no, I just want to be clear that this is a date. <laughs> yeah, that is what I said. Huh? And I was like, what? <laughs> but I thought you had a boyfriend. And, and, and you're like, I do. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm confused now. I need some, I need, I need you to explain. And then that is when the polyamory came up. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. What's that? <laughs> and henceforth, the, um, the saga of my favorite part of that date was when we went to the bathroom around the same time and while while we were walking to the bathroom i just randomly turned around and said can i kiss you and mitchell said yeah so i said yeah and that's we're just gonna wrap it up with that and that that's what happened so a few months of dating what was it, a few months? How how long? It was, was like two months before you were trying to convince me to marry you. So fun, even more fun story for those of you who are uh, out there, you know, pining after a beautiful person, trying to get them, you know, to to be in your your world. Uh, I think I what did I ask? I asked you twice, maybe three times to marry me. Oh, several, several times, times. many more times than that. The yeah. first time Celine was so opposed to it. And we, I thought you were bananas oh, crazy. We had a big old fight and we went out to my car and we sat in the car and we talked about, you know, and and I knew I knew how to take an L and and we both agreed uh, that, you know what, maybe this isn't the time for it. Right. And I remember I remember you saying that you recognize logic when you hear it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. that I was making logical points. Right. And then you later said, once I did agree to marry him, you, you <laughs> later said that you hated having to say that and you thought that I was wrong the entire time, but you knew how to took an, take an L. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't believe you at this at the time, but... Um, I mean, and to be clear, all of the times that I said I didn't want to marry Mitchell, I totally low key did. I just thought that it was crazy to be like, I've been dating this guy for two months. I'm going to marry him now. It wasn't two months. It was two months when you started asking me to marry you. Okay. Well, yeah. So, which is bananas, (sighs) but also I'm glad that you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. A couple no's, finally a yes. An enthusiastic wholehearted 100% yes yeah so uh for those out there in a love in a love situation don't ever give up just just know that you know you know asking somebody to marry you is a is a crazy thing to ask no matter how long and if you feel in your heart that that's the right thing then pursue it but also know that the person looking at you might think you're crazy so you know if their sentiments are this is crazy back off the pedal let it although i will say you did not you really I, didn't back off the pedal that I, hard. I like mean, maybe you didn't like I let pedal well, to the metal, but you you let off the gas a little bit, but you definitely didn't hit the brakes. I mean, no, but at the same time, I I heard what you I listened, basically is what I did. And that's what I'm very good at. I listened to what you had to say and you made some very valid points. And at the same time, while I didn't agree, I understood that your the points that you made were very valid you know we had only been dating for so long and at the same time that this is crazy to do and you know what um i just gave it some time and i just you know went along with what you said completely in disarray but at the same time knowing that like no i'm not gonna give up but you know when you find the person that's worth it man like you just know and it's like to me it was like it was a no-brainer it just it just made perfect sense to me so and it did to me, to, to me too. And, you know, the end of that story is that you asked me a couple times after that and I said that I still think this is bonkers. And then finally there was one night when we were in my bed at my house and we were both pretty drunk and you just turned to me and you said, will you marry me someday? And that is the story of how we got engaged. It sure is. With that said, we're going to move right on to um, something we've been all been talking about recently um and something that's kind of new and interesting social media platforms are a thing and what we what we want to do is bring you guys more content more frequently we only do this show once a week and i think for now i like that uh stability and i like the way that you know you can kind of count on us to usually post on monday or tuesday uh we do have to coordinate with Marchewski on his solo segment as he submits it to us while he's, you know, CIA disclosed location, which is totally fine. But I think we're ready to expand. And with that, I really think it's important that we bring you guys more opportunity to get to know us personally. And I don't think a lot of other places or a lot of other podcasts or a lot of other uh, media out there offers what I've been thinking. And personally, I think it's going to be super interesting. Long term, I want people to get to know us on a personal level. And most other platforms, venues, and there are those out there. Like we have, I, I, I'm just acknowledging you guys who do listen to this show. There are a lot more people in the U.S., out there in the world, you know, outside the U.S., you know, we've got people in Brazil, we've got people in Afghanistan, we've got people uh, all the way in the U.K., France, 
Like, there's a lot of people who have picked up the show worldwide, and I think we're ready to finally branch out and offer you guys, you know, a little more content for your buck, right? Because we do only we only do the show once a week, and so during the week, I'd like you guys to get to know us more. So what we're going to roll out here, forth, and out is some more social media outlets and for okay and how this is going to work out in case you're interested is that each one of us are going to spearhead a different social media platform Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been done before i don't think i have not seen it like this before so basically how this is going to pan out is that right now uh celine is going to spearhead our facebook group right so we Mm -hmm. have a facebook group the march and mitch show you can find it if you search the in facebook for groups you will see the march and mitch show with the uh, iconic cat the the gray majestic cat. blue cat yeah the majestic blue slash gray cat playing poker chips right that's the facebook group right so you just search facebook the march and mitch show and you'll find that and that's our group and that's gonna be stuff that i am personally spearheading so i'm gonna be personally posting content that i think is relevant to our show as well as just fun content for you guys so that's a way that you can get to know us i also want to say that my personal facebook is also very accessible so feel free to also you know my name is incredibly unique i am the only person with the last name sanis pond Mm -hmm. you can find me under celine sanis pond and i'm happily accepting friend requests if you want to see what's going on in my personal life as well as the memes that i'm personally sharing but the March Mitch show on Facebook is going to be a great way to get in touch with us. You know, if you want to message in and tell us feedback, things that you're interested in, things you like, things you hate, that's a great place for it. But feel free to hit me up on Facebook under Celine Santa's Pond or on the March Mitch show. Both of those are going to be spearheaded by me. Exactly. So if you want, uh, and of course, Celine's prerogative is slightly more uh, political slash current events and uh, tons of memes uh, featuring uh, political content and and today trivia sort of thing. So if you're interested in that, uh, look online through your Facebook and Celine will be the one uh, producing that sort of content. If you're more interested in random, uh, introspective slash, you know, wacky enlightenment memes, Twitter's going to be where it's at. And I'm going to be spearheading Twitter. And with Twitter, I'm basically currently going to be showing uh, before and after pictures of the show. Uh, I'll be posting the show on Twitter. And uh, during the week, I'm basically just sharing my favorite memes that I normally just specifically send to Celine, uh, just just specifically to Celine. And, and that is it. I love sending these like quirky enlightenment he sends me the best memes. yeah yeah can confirm yeah just the best of the best memes and so on twitter i'm going to be at the march show because that's the twitter handle they gave it us it's the march and mid show but at the march show go ahead pull up your twitter go find us and follow us there and again i'm trying to just basically make it like a meme dump followed by before and after scenes of the show and trying to kind of again i don't use twitter but at the same time like i see the value a lot of people love twitter um and so that's going to be my poll followed by marchuski marchuski is going to be spearheading our instagram account at the march and mitch show on instagram again 
It's a personal dive into the show as well as Marchewski's own personal life. You'll mm-hmm. see some selfies of him. If you want to know what he looks like. Marchewski, honestly, is like the creative designer behind almost all of our content. The guy is a fucking god when it comes to making these weird... Again, he made the original logo with the cat and the poker chips and the March and Mid show featuring Celine. Right. I want to say that all <laughs> of the visual content that you see from the March and Mitch show, that's all Alex. That is what he does. Exactly. Exactly. And so he's going to be manhandling the Instagram. So these are three different platforms. You're going to get three different perspectives. Go follow them online, Facebook, The March and Mitch Show, on Twitter, at The March Show. No, it's not. It's just at March Show. And I'm sure you could search The March and Mitch Show, but the Twitter handle is at March Show. And then Alex Marchewski on Instagram, at The March and Mitch Show. And so these are the three different platforms. We're going to try to provide you content seven days a week with our introspective outrospective uh, individual personalities and we plan on bringing it more we want to uh, expand to youtube and tiktok and a couple of the more video platforms that's going to take a little bit more work i will probably spearhead the the youtube and i feel like alex will probably manhandle the uh, tiktok but at the time being this is what we have this is where we you guys can see more of us more of us on a regular basis yeah and, and a real basis. You'll, yeah. you'll hear where we're really at in Again, our lives, in yeah. what we think is funny, and what we think is interesting. That's my, where you can find us. Yeah, my goal is to post on to Twitter at least three times a day, at least three memes a day. If you're a meme lord, please come to the Twitter and steal. Mitch has those dank yeah. memes for you, I promise. Yeah, come come to the, the, the Twitter and uh, follow the March and Mitch show at March show, and I will just be posting as many uh, dank memes as possible. With that said, we covered car seat headrest, and we're going to move on into the um, nostalgia trip. Well, I don't think that we really did cover car seat. Okay, headrest let's at let's all. wrap up yeah. with the car. Let's wrap up with car seat because our our software. We're having some software issues today. You might notice some odd cuts. That's because our computer is really cranky today. It sure is. Uh, but so I do want to cover car seat headrest. Okay. So what I was saying before is that car seat headrest is one of my all time favorite bands. Um, car seat headrest, just for some background, was founded in Virginia in 2010. They are currently now Seattle based, so we've got a little bit more of that same Northwest vibe that we kind of try to stick to. Mm-hmm. And uh, car seat headrest is a very indie rock with a very moody, introspective lyric style. With very melodic but structurally complex music. Mm-hmm. So I, I really love Carsey Headrest. Again, I one of my very favorite bands of all time. Me too. And I they really got big with their album Teens of Denial, mm-hmm. which both the songs that I'm going to talk about today come off of Teens of Denial. They also actually have a new album that they've just released this year, which is called Making a Door Less Open, which I haven't listened to that one in entirety, but I do really like the tracks off of that, so strongly recommend. Mm -hmm. But, so, for me, well, and one thing I love about Car Seat Headrest is where they got their name. So, Car Seat Headrest uh, started with the frontman Will Toledo, which, what a fucking good name for a a frontman of a rock band, right? Will Uh Toledo, that doesn't even sound real. But Will Toledo is really, really awkward. Can confirm. I've seen Car Seat Headrest live. Mm-hmm. And Will Toledo clearly looks like the type of person who loves music, total music nerd, really uncomfortable being on stage. Fair enough. But he does it because of the love of music. There you go. 
And the reason that they're called car seat headrests is because when Will Toledo started producing music, he actually did it predominantly from the backseat of a car. So he would bring recording equipment, equipment and everything into a car because he was really embarrassed and awkward to sing in front of people. That's amazing. I know. I love that about them. And I love that they incorporate that awkwardness into their title. So Will Toledo was just a little bit too embarrassed to sing in front of people, even though he's a great singer. And that's where Car Seat Headrest gets its name, which mm. I think a lot of people can probably vibe ten, with yeah, the feeling ten, of, yeah. I have something to say, I have something to sing, I know I'm good at what I do, but God, just please don't look at me. This is podcast in a nutshell. Right? Yep. And speaking of this podcast in a nutshell, I think that their overall vibe is very, it's okay not to be okay, mm-hmm. which is something we keep coming back yeah, dude, to that's a part of our uh what do, you, what do they call it a business uh model mm-hmm. like what's it called it's creed it's a part of our creed right exactly that's part of our mission statement yeah exactly it's okay mission not to be okay st- exactly and so my personal song and this is this is not the one that we're going to cover but i did want to mention it oh, please, the reason yeah. we're not covering it like as the like musical feature tonight is because it's six minutes long and there's no way you know most of the songs that we pick we can play Beginning, the first verse end. right and we can play the chorus, and that pretty well sums up what that song is, even if there's more to it. Oh, you're so sexy. Oh. I know. I know. And I'm so lucky, y'all. You can't even imagine. I can't wait till we start putting this shit on, on video so you can see how sexy my future uh, partner is. I ah. love you, but I want to get through my piece. Okay, let's go. So my personal favorite song is called Drunk Drivers slash Killer Whales. Oh, Killer Whales. Which is such a weird song because yep. it starts with lots of really introspective lyrics. Yep. Uh, that like kind of don't make sense, but also you can kind of really jibe with them. So oh, I like love that song. Yeah. it starts with in the backseat of my my car, there's someone saying I'm a mess. Uh-huh. I couldn't get the car the car to start. My keys are somewhere in the mess. Uh-huh. I fell asleep outside the door and found your letter in the morning. I couldn't make it out, although I recognized my own handwriting. <laughs> nice. So it starts with lyrics that make sense, yeah. that are really deep, and they hit you right in your heart. And it ends with Will Toledo just screaming the word whales. Yeah, that's right. It's literally just whales. We, we listened to that on the way home from uh, Seaside or whatever when we went to the yeah, coast. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, that's when you it's my fa- it's one of my favorite songs of all time. That's so good. And the reason for that is I first fell in love with Car Seat Headrest when I was in objectively one of the worst times of my life. I I was in a relationship that was frankly really abusive. And I remember I tell me all about it. I remember that I I had gotten off work because at the time I was working swing shift. So I got off work at eleven thirty from a really difficult job. And every single night I was just because I knew that my partner at the time was going to be asleep by the time I got home anyway, I was going to the bar Really? By myself, yeah. You I was went going to the bar by yourself? Mm-hmm. At 11.30, almost every single night, I was going to the bar by myself and I've just... Been there. I've been there, baby. Just drinking until I could cope with what had happened at work. Mm-hmm. and Until the bar shut down. Yeah, and with the fact that I knew that my partner wouldn't be supportive when I got home. Oh, honey. Yeah, it was, it was objectively one of the worst times in my life. And frankly, part of why it hit me so hard is because... And I hate to admit this, but I was doing some drunk driving at the time. You know, I was going home or I wasn't going home. I was going to the bar after work <laughs> right? and drinking until I couldn't feel myself. And thank God I yeah, luckily never, yeah. you know, hurt somebody or, or anything absolutely heinous. But it's that was same. one of the worst times in my life. Oof. And I remember there was one time when I was leaving the bar to go home 
and I didn't want to go home. And I got in and I just heard this song playing on the radio. And it was on one the, of those songs. Wait, like on like the radio? radio? Yeah, oh, yeah. What? I drunkenly got in my car to drive home. And it was just playing? And it was playing. And Ooh. it just hit me right in the heart. And I listened to it like six more times before I even started my car. And has been one of my favorite songs ever since. And like I said, it's it's super weird. It switches between lyrics that make sense and Will Toledo just screaming the word whales. <laughs> yeah. And my the reason I love that song is this one particular lyric, which is, if we learn how to live like this, maybe we could learn how to start again. Like a child who's never done wrong, who hasn't taken that first step. So, you know, lyrics that just really hit you where you need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight, what I want to cover, just because I think that it, you know, works a little bit better for the podcast, even though I love Drunk Driver's Killer Whales. Tonight, I want to cover the song Fill in the Blanks, which is also off of that same album, Teens of Denial. Mm -hmm. That whole album's fire, by the way. Yes, it it sure is. You remember asking me about that, being like, oh, you were like so nervous about showing me this band because it was so close to you, and we were listening to it and driving, and I remember we got stuck at that really fucking gnarly intersection, uh, like halfway between here and the coast, and like there was just no way to get out until like some very nice low was like okay you can go and we were mm-hmm. listening to it and you're just like is this okay is this okay and i'm like this is fucking great this is such good music and i remember that and you being like i don't i don't know how th-. and no this music is so fucking good so i am so excited to play it for you i'm and i'm so excited that you're excited because like i said this is one of my favorite bands oh, of all time they got me through so a time when i literally didn't want to live to the next day and i'm a music retard to be honest like don't say that okay sorry 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 sorry. i apologize musically challenged music yeah i again i've been listening to the same band since freshman year of high school my music uh tastes do not expand and you're the only person in the world who's ever been able to get me to like come out of my musical shell with little peep juice world and all this fucking car seat headrest garden yeah yeah Yeah. garden you're the only person who's ever been able to get me to break out of this like prog metal cocoon that i've lived in since 2005 and so kudos to you for bringing me some of the best music i've ever and i have to say that the person that i was dating when i discovered car seat headrest one constant gripe of his was that i like to listen to music in the car and i like to sing along to it well that's why you're not we once had a terrible (laughs) fight we once had a terrible fight when we'd gone on a road trip and I was, I had my favorite playlist playing and I was singing along to it and we had an entire fucking blowout meltdown fight because he didn't like that I sang. And you know how many times you check it? This oh. is so different yeah. than, this is so different than anything I've had. You do check in with me and be like, I'm sorry, is this, is this okay? And I'm like, what do you mean? What, what is okay? That's the trauma. Yeah, I know, right? The trauma. And, and I love listening to you sit, just belt out whatever fucking song is listening. Uh, at the same time, because you've seen me when I put on like Gojira and shit, and I'm just like, you're so <gasps> into it. Yeah. And I love it. It makes me so happy. Yeah. And uh, I, I would. And ne- I love that. That's, that's what we have. I would never apologize for listening to Gojira live. Like I just like you just see me slapping my my literal forehead against the fucking <laughs> the, the, the steering wheel of the car. I'm just like kid, 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 kid. Yeah, and like five minutes later, Mitchell has a fucking bang over. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, whoa, I'm driving. I should probably stop this. And yeah, I would never, I would never ask you to apologize for like enjoying your favorite music while driving. So no, this yeah, so I love this music. 
I and I'm so glad. But let's let's wrap this up here. So I just want to talk about the song that we're going to play today. Mm-hmm. What we're going to listen to tonight is called "Fill in the Blanks," mm-hmm. which ready again really really keeps with our "It's okay not to be okay" theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so "Fill in the Blanks" starts with him recalling people who told him that he's got no right to be depressed. Mm-hmm. There's so many good things in the world. You just have to experience them. And that they're just trying to let some air in, but he holds his breath. He holds his breath. Uh-huh. And that's the chorus for the first few choruses. And what you're going to hear is that first chorus of we're just trying to let some air in, but you hold your breath. Uh-huh. And it ends the last chorus. They change the chorus so that it's him enthusiastically claiming that he's got a right to be depressed. And here's mm-hmm. the lyrics. I've got a right to be depressed. I've given every inch I had to fight it. I've seen too much of this world, yes, and it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. And I will never see the light that I've been seen that I've see, seen shining in your eyes, but you just want to see me make it, so I'll hold my breath. Uh-huh. And I that's how I felt at the time when I first heard it was that people kept saying that I had no right to be depressed. I had so many good things going for me, but I still held this internal sense of I don't know how to make it to the next day. And especially now that I'm in a point where I'm happy in my life, I really feel that last, that last chorus of, right. I'm, you want to see me make it, so I'll try. I'm going to hold my breath. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's Car Seat Headrest in a nutshell, I think. They've got lots and lots of good music. I could recommend a bajillion songs by them, Ooh. but this is what we're going to listen Ooh. to tonight. If you're listening, uh, repost this on your timeline at car seat headrest if you can uh let's get them to notice us again we're just big music fans and don't do that because i'll die if we'll no 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 please do please do please do don't listen to die don't listen to Celine. you know if you if you got this post share this post on whatever platform you're at at car seat headrest tell them how much we love them and how important they are to us we are just huge fans again i am and i am the music uh black sheep of the family i literally will not listen to new music i will i will just aggressively tear down almost anything that's presented to me these guys make the cut uh unto unto my extremely limited palette you know i have very eclectic tastes and it makes me kind of a snob and and a bit of an asshole and i understand that but i feel like i've got a real good sense about what good music is and these guys fucking fit the bill for sure so let's play the song yes let's listen i'm excited here we go car seat headrest fill in the blanks here we go three two one you are now listening to car seat Go! No. 
Thank you so much, Celine Santa's Pond, for helping me out with the music segment this week. It is really a pleasure to have such a great team where we can all collaborate. I really like Will Toledo's music. Car seat headrest. Oh, the acid wit of Will Toledo. Oh, the, the, the very brooding, chaotic, restless mind of a Midwest hipster. Oh my god. But no, seriously, Will Toledo's music to me has been very entertaining. Uh, I've been blessed enough to receive new music from my friends Celine, Mitchell, and Rianne. So to hear this band is refreshing. I remember hearing about Carsey Headrest back in the Tumblr days and being like, wow, that's a really like interesting yet introspective band name. And then I kind of looked into it more and realized that this character, Will Toledo, who in a lot of ways is kind of just like this this very mellow DIY version of like Julian Casablancas from The Strokes. Like he really is like the band. Like it's a solo project, but at the same time, I like that he has musicians that he's hired to help him express his music in live settings. Uh, originally from Virginia, now about based out of Seattle. Carsey Headrest's music to me reminds me a lot of bands like The Strokes, bands like Cloud Nothings, and they're signed to Matador Records. I fucking love Matador Records, because that's the home to Interpol. Who doesn't love Interpol, the fucking gods of 2000s indie? A lot of the topics on uh, the song we chose this week, it's a great kickoff to that album, too. When you listen to a record like Teens of Denial, what a great fucking album name. It really kind of is a good way to kick off the record. You have these really good, really good open chord progression that stays very, very static the whole time, and it's just, it's kind of there, but while the notes don't change too much, it's a good build-up for the start of a record. I'll never forget getting drunk with Celine and Rianne and Mitchell at the apartment blasting drunk drivers killer whales. I always imagine that there is like 
a really sad orca whale driving like an Oldsmobile down the freeway with like a Heineken in one hand and the steering wheel with another and like this poor orca whale is just singing the lyrics like no it doesn't have to be like this kill the whale and he's just like miserable and then like he gets pulled over by another like anthropomorphic species and it's like it's like a dolphin but like it's like a dolphin cop and he's like sir You've been you've been drinking you've been drinking a bit tonight and the orca whale is like oh shit oh shit oh shit fuck 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 uh no let me see your blowhole no dude no bro bro let me see your blowhole can you please blow can you please blow into the the breathalyzer and then and then he puts the breathalyzer and and then the 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 orca goes to jail and that, that that's the ending of that unfortunate look into the world of animal alcoholism. That's that's what AA really stands for. It's animal alcoholism. Uh, animal alcoholism. I had to be a sponsor for a, a dog that was drinking Jack Daniels. His name is uh, Duggo, and this dog just loves Jack Daniels. If you put a drink down, he'll come over and start drinking it instantly. Making a door less open is uh, Carsey Headrest's newest record. Tracks like Weightlifters and Can't Cool Me Down are kind of an interesting start. I like that the band went from indie rock territory to more electronic stuff. And it's been very interesting interesting and entertaining, to say the least, to see. I like when albums and uh, artists are cohesive in a way that you're seeing one phase of their life and then you're coming up uh, on, on the years and you get older, then you kind of see this artists at the next phase of their life and you see how their music changes and I kind of like artists like that because you kind of grow up with the artist and um, maybe in a lot of ways that we have artists we like that we grew up with you look at Will Toledo and his car seat headrest I eventually found out the name is derived from how he would record his songs and albums in the front seat of his car or in an attic or just you know like different rooms of his home or different places and I kind of like that it kind of has a very very Kind of spooky, but also very do-it-yourself vibe, which is something I really like in the music scene. Will Toledo and Car Seat Headrest were supposed to do a tour with Twin Peaks, but, uh, you know, COVID happens and all that crazy nonsense. And, you know, life life can get kind of mellow up sometimes. But just like, you know, with music like this, my best advice would be to always just take it at face value and just keep listening to it. Because the more I listen to this kind of stuff, which is something I kind of have derived a lot of my personal influence from, especially back in the 2000s with bands like Interpol and Cloud Nothings, and then even uh, reminds me of newer acts I like, like we've talked about Tiger's Jaw on the show, we've talked about Snail Mail, I miss Snail Mail a lot, Snail Mail fucking shreds, I could see Tiger's Jaw, Snail Mail, and Car Seat Headrest all on a tour together, that would be a good time. Thank you so much, Celine, for doing the music piece this week. I miss you very much, Mitchell, Rianne. Miss you very much, too. I hope you guys are having lots of fun. Stay safe, and you'll be hearing from me again soon. Happy Halloween, folks. <laughs> and we're back. That's Car Seat Headrest. Uh, fill My in the favorite blanks. band. Favorite band. Uh, we have a super special guest tonight uh, on top of this. Filling in on the third mic, we have... Rianne. Oh, I was like, hey. <laughs> I've been here before. It's true. Rianne has made a guest appearance on this podcast before, but we're excited to have Rianne back. Uh, Rianne, how's your day going? 
oh good you know i just had a very long day at work and then i wanted a beer after that very long day at work and i was threatened that if i wanted to come hang out and not drink alone i had to be on this podcast so, well, so now you're here, <laughs> now, here <I> am. <laughs> you've successfully blackmailed rian into hanging out with us yeah it ain't it ain't the worst scenario because you know that's what we do here is uh blackmail and extortion and we're just happy to have you here you know you're part of the family and so yeah i love you guys yeah thank you so now we're going to transition from car seat headrest into the uh nostalgia trip which is going to be led by yours truly this week i'm going to bring you a little bit different nostalgia trip i didn't cover a movie this week but i found myself in the loving arms of an old nes video game the original mario <laughs> for, for, yeah, I, it's a me. It's a Mario. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so the Nintendo Switch has uh, relaunch, relaunched, uh, released a uh, a battle royale version of this on the Nintendo Switch called Mario Thirty Five, which had me absolutely in love. This basically is where you go through and you play the original Mario. Um, with a like 35 third plus other people and w- the basically the whole point of this uh retro gra- game is is that you lo- you last as long as possible and that is Mario 35 so it's the original NES Mario where you compete against 35 plus other characters who are playing the exact same game as you and the idea is to be the last man standing. So it's 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 a traditional game with, with a new twist. With it a seems new like. twist, and it's super fun. Can confirm. So it seems you- like a good game because as I was trying to prep my piece, I had to stop writing on my tablet from Mitchell's bed because Mitchell just kept getting so frustrated that he would like throw his hands down on the bed and like bounce the bed so badly that I was like jiggling <laughs> all my letters, and so I had to sit on the floor to write this. So I can confirm this is a good game. <sighs> So is it like something you're playing with other actual real people? Yes. Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine the old school Nintendo Mario. And in basically what you're doing is you're just playing the regular levels. And there are a couple of different variances. But basically the, the, the idea is, is that you play the old school Mario levels like you normally would. But at the same time, there's 35 plus other people playing the exact same level. And the idea is to be the last man standing. Now, there's a couple different variances in this new game, whereas the old school one, you know, you just play until you die, but you only get one life. And the idea is that some of the characters that you kill along the way can be transferred into somebody else's game as ghost characters. So basically, each character that you kill, depending on which you choose, which would be like, uh, who has the most coins, who has the least amount of time available, uh, who has, who is attacking you. These sort of things you can choose and you can uh, dictate which of the characters that you jump on or throw fireballs at. The characters that you kill, once they're dead, you can direct wh- where they go in ghost form. So there's a battle royale version of this game and there's a little bit of a strategy because, again, you're playing against 35 other people. But ultimately, you're just playing the original Mario game. And it's super fun. It's super intense. I was so into it, like Celine said, that I would be playing the game and I would be in the top 
10 final players and I would like just walk off into the abyss accidentally and I would just be like, God damn it! Ah! And just throw the, I would just, just pound the bed. Just so much punching the bed. Oh, so intense because you're so into it and it's so much fun. It's free on Nintendo Switch. It's Mario. Oh, it's, thir- free. it's free. It's Mario 35. It's free on Nintendo Switch. And I had so much fun that I went and found the original Mario for $7.99 on Switch as well, which is almost equally as frustrating because the game is so hard. I've never beaten Mario in my entire life. I've been playing this since the original it is NES. Ridiculously hard. I have been playing this since it like came that. out. Yeah. Since it originally came out on NES in my grandpa's basement with my older cousin, we were playing this with the two button screen. And I, to this day, I went and played it and I still can't make it past, you know, level four, uh, level two. I have a question. Go ahead. So what happens when you beat the other 35? That's the thing. So there's a leveling system that goes with Mario 35 on the Switch. So each time you win this battle royale, you go ahead and you level up and you unlock more levels. You unlock more uh, differences. And so there are some perks that come with winning it. Even if you don't win the game, you still level up. So there's like this leveling system with Mario 35 that comes with it, even if you don't win. So coins are a thing. There's this whole uh, aspect to coin leveling that you get. So the more coins you collect, uh, there is some serious intricacies to this game. And uh, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed, to be honest with you. So that's my nostalgia trip uh, the old school mario i'm not even gonna give you more deals to, details to this if you have a nintendo switch go download the game mario 35 it's so fun it's so intense can and we, can we talk about stardew on here someday yeah let's yes. talk let's, no, no, no. Start, let's talk about it right now so we got the i'm just talking about this mario 35 that just came out and then you guys are super into stardew oh, i looked yeah. into it uh tell me tell me how you guys relate to stardew as far as video games go uh, Rian, do you want to take this? No. Well, it's like, it's, <laughs> no, no Stardew is like a U2 thing. Like, again, you can play Stardew by yourself. But again, this is a game that I looked at and I was like, mm, not yeah. my flavor. I just flavor. don't know all the words for like, wh- how, like the, to describe what, what it is. Uh, but you guys both love is. playing it. Yeah. So it's a it's a game. It's like, when you, uh, shit. So it's like an well, RPG. People have, it's, it's people an RPG. have probably pray, played Harvest Moon. Yeah. Okay, so which is a I pretty well known game. I haven't personally yet, but I've heard a lot of people compare is it a Stardew to Harvest Moon. Like it's an RPG. It's a role playing game. It's a role playing game. I felt like there was a name for the style that it is. I just can't think of what it is. It's an RPG. Yeah, that's but like the the visual, like how it's like it's. it's I've heard it described as the like eight bit. <laughs> 8-bit, yeah. Right. Style, yeah. visuals, like yeah. Minecraft, I've, I've always said it's like a, a, a cross between Minecraft and uh, Animal Crossing. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, has it's way more quirky. Right. Uh, it's weird. It's a weird game. Yeah, it's really fun. Right, it's old school graphics. It's a two-dimensional game. It's a it's 8-bit graphic, which is like traditional from like Super Nintendo generation where it's mm-hmm. like scrolling on the screen. Yeah, it's like but, really low budget, but they put so much effort into like a it's lot low of budget until aspects. you like look into the intricacies of the game. I've never seen a game with so much complexity on a 2D screen. So like it is a, you know, right, the story is very complex. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the 
maybe the the details of the visuals are not very complex, yeah. but the whole story behind it is super complex. I think what complex. I like about it is that it doesn't have like a storyline that you have to pay attention to. I'm not the mm-hmm. best with storylines with video games. I always skip those uh, kind of things, except for in Stardew. I don't right. because it's it, the only time that there's the cutscenes. it's when... Uh, you are ha- you're working on building friendships with the other villagers in inside Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. and as you're building up hearts, there you if you happen to go into an area at a the correct time, then a cutscene happens. Right, and it's usually weird or adorable, <laughs> and is it's not like this long dramatic. It's often thing. really trippy. Yeah, yeah, or like weird. Yeah, or trippy. And but it's relevant to what you're doing. Yeah, like you know you're trying to build friendships with these people and it's showing how your friendship has progressed (laughs) um on top of that there if you know if you're into farming kind of games that has a whole lot of that and Mm -hmm. like animal taking care of the farm animals on top of that there's also a little bit of action in the mines (laughs) where you go to the mines to collect ore and stuff like that but there's monsters while you are there exactly Stardew really makes me think of uh, I've heard people say that Russian novels are for everybody, (laughs) (laughs) which like is a very controversial statement because many people would say Russian novels are for nobody. Mm -hmm. But like Russian novels, I've heard that you should read them for the parts that you like. So like if you're reading Dostoevsky and you don't like the parts where fucking smart, like I have no idea what they're talking about right now. (laughs) Well, like I've heard like if you're reading Dostoevsky, his books are, you know, if you're reading a minimum, no- at, let, me, let me say anything. So <laughs> his books are like a minimum of like 600 pages. And so people are like, that's too much fucking bullshit for me. And I've heard people who are literally scholars, like my professors at school would say, just skip the parts that aren't relevant to you, like skim those parts. So like if you're not interested in a prostitute reading philosophy uh-huh. to you and giving you like a philo- philosophical lecture. Nice. Skip that part. You don't need to hear the prostitute spout philosophy. You can skip I that. Hear the prostitute. Yeah. Prostitute. Well, who wouldn't <laughs> spout philosophy? But yeah, like if you're not interested in a certain part, just like skim that part, move through it, because the next thing is going to be for you. Uh-huh. And I feel like Stardew is very much that way, where it's like, if you like action, the mines are for you. <laughs> if you like farming, the farm is for you. If you like building interpersonal relationships, then building relationships with the NPCs is for you. Yeah. And like, it's such a completionist game. If you're a completionist, there's so fucking much that you can Mm -hmm. do. And like, literally, we put like almost 200 hours into this $15 game that it's still not ending. Like, it doesn't There's still more. Exactly. And we're waiting on the next update so that there can be even more that we can complete. Because the last one had so much stuff that, like, was so great about this current update. And so, yeah, like, come 2020, there should... Fucking wild. 2021, sorry. Oh, my God. Where am I? 2019. Yay! And who are you currently married to in Stardew? Oh, my God. I'm currently married to Emily. Okay. And how how is your marriage going? So, I was originally married to Alex. (laughs) Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, not Marchese. Not, not <laughs> I was going to say ironic. <laughs> I'm going to admit that I married this character because it was very much like the real life Alex. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love him <laughs> so much. Uh, but I ended up divorcing him because he was kind of lame. And <laughs> <laughs> all he would do is like, uh. lift weights and talk about himself uh, <laughs> in the game. <laughs> Real life Alex is way nicer. He does but. not lift weights and he's, he's not focused on himself. He focuses on others. Yeah. Okay, he does. In real life, Alex does lift weights and he does kind of focus on himself, but also others. He very much is way more 
caring than the video but game is, version. Yeah, he is. Himself. Anyways, he is way <laughs> but better. Anyways, there's okay. another character named Emily who I really liked because she was extremely quirky. She was all into like crystals and sewing Ooh. and... Um, she's got blue hair. She's got blue hair. Sexy so bitch. We, we got married and we have two children in the two. game. But she's a horrible fucking mother. Because <laughs> the, babies are, the babies are up at like 3 a.m. All through the night just like staring at you. Just going around the house Running staring. around. Just dirty like diapers. Crazy animals while she's in bed sleeping. Unclean like, clothes. Emily. Why? I've been out in the farm all day. <laughs> you can't fucking put these things to bed. I can't. I physically, there's no button. There's not a button for that. <laughs> so you have to rely on Emily. They're just wild animals in our home. <laughs> I know. That's, I mean, one thing I will say for Shane as a husband in Stardew is that he at least appears to stay awake until the baby goes to bed. Yeah, staring at the Yours fridge. Yours goes to bed. Mine never goes to bed. <laughs> See, mine, like, usually, like, just goes upstairs and stares weirdly at walls around like midnight. Oh my God. And usually since I've married Shane, like ever since we've been married and had a baby, He usually stays up until around midnight. We could do a whole See, podcast on Stardew. We could. No. Uh, so one of the things about Stardew is that you can stay up and like until 2 a.m. Yeah. But after that, you just pass automatically out. pass like, out. You right. can't stay up longer than that. So I have stayed up and just watched the kids <laughs> go to bed on their own. Just watch and, them. Because I'm only sleeping at yeah. like 11 p.m. So no, they're just like running. Like they, they, it's like demon spawns <laughs> sprinting through the house with their arms behind. They're back. so weird. <laughs> and the thing about Stardew right now is your babies never get less weird. They basically just get to a point where they're toddlers yeah. and they just like weirdly demons um, weirdly at walls. They just envelop into this evil spawn. And like they I'm just, just grateful. Never, yeah. yeah, I'm just grateful for Shane because he appears to stay awake until the baby goes to bed. And the babies that are crawling will just crawl until they like hit a surface and then continue <laughs> against that surface and don't move for hours. <laughs> uh, see, I also, so many people will relate to this. It just blows my mind. And I have to say I love Stardew because of all of the out of context things that you can say about Stardew without clarifying that sound like you're talking about the real world. So one of my favorite things is when I, so Mitchell and I were engaged at this point and (laughs) I was really, really into Stardew. And so I was just thinking about it constantly and forgot to clarify that I was talking about Stardew before I said this. And I just turned to Mitchell and I said, you know, I think I changed my mind about who I want to marry. (laughs) I remember this vividly. And just the look of, you what now? Yeah. On your face. The, it was amazing. The what? My favorite one that <laughs> happened like that is uh, me and Celine were hanging out with our friend that has never played Stardew and didn't even know about it. But I was playing it at the time when that person was over. And Celine asked randomly, so uh, are you engaged to Alex yet? <laughs> and I said, no, because it hasn't rained yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> this friend was like, what? Because in Stardew, you can only get engaged if you uh, go like during the rain to the beach and you buy a certain medallion from a weird stranger at the beach. (laughs) What a weird fucking game. Such a weird game. It's the best. I'm I'm like kind of getting a little bored with it, but like depressed about it. And Celine's going the same thing. Yeah, no, like it's Stardew is funny because you'll go through like. Yeah, emotional phases. Yeah, and like I'll get to points where I'm like depressed in stardew but not in real life like i won't be depressed in real life but i'll be depressed about stardew so like in stardew i'm just like i don't know what to do next i'm just gonna go to sleep as soon as i wake up every day (laughs) 
until something new happens. Oh, I wish we could do that in real life. <laughs> right? And with that, I, I believe we are going to transition from Stardew into a quick, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the uh, what's the last thing? Current events. Current events. Current events. That's, we have current events to talk about. Okay. So with that, we're going to move from Stardew, one of the greatest games in the galaxy. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Again, I enjoy watching other people play this game. I don't play this game because I'm more of like an interactive first-person shooter kind of guy. You're an action man. Yeah, yeah I'm an action man. But again, I do enjoy. I am a big fan of watching other people play games. And, and, and really, for me... It's about watching the enjoyment that other people get out of games. Uh, and, and I love the fact that, you know, my, my core group of friends and family love this game. And I love watching them play. We're trying really hard to get Alex to get it. And he's going mm-hmm. to once he's tired of uh, Pokemon. So. I get, yeah, exactly. And again, like, well, at the same time, I don't want to put... Just because I, I'm a hardcore gamer when it comes to the base fit. I, I am a hard aware how much time that this game requires. I just don't want to invest that time into this game. But at the same time, I love watching you two fucking play this game because it looks so fucking fun, Mm -hmm. but I'm just not willing to dip my toe into the... do it. Yeah, no, I I will not. I will not do it. One of these days. No, 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 I will not do it. No, I'm glad that you two enjoy it, but... You're going to be like totally obsessed with it in like six months. That's my bet. Hard disagree. But at the same time, that's our fucking game of the week. I love this segment. This is new. And we're just going (laughs) to... A one-time segment. A one-time segment we do. Here we go. But we're going to bring you a new segment, uh, or a.k.a. the old segment of... um... Celine, what are you talking about? Celine. Oh, God. I hate to go from one of my favorite things, Stardew... To, to one a of current my event. least favorite things, which is the Proud Boys. Current event. Current event. So, current event. So, I want to talk about the Proud Boys this week because they've been in the news a lot. You're not a Proud Boy? Not a Proud Boy. Not in the way that the conservative Proud Boys wish, but I am a Proud Boy in the way that this hashtag is going. I knew it. So what I want to talk about is... <laughs> My fiancé so, is so gay. So gay. So gay. So I want to talk about the Proud Boys and the fact that their hashtag, the hashtag Proud Boys, has been taken over by gay men. It is amazing, by the way. So good. It's been taken over by uh, gay men posting pictures of themselves, them with their partners, them dancing, just... Gay men just living their best lives and hashtagging it on Twitter with hashtag Proud Boys. I can't believe they so much freaking sense. And it hasn't (laughs) happened before now, right? How did they not see this coming? That's what you said. It seems like they really shot themselves in the foot with naming themselves that. Which I really this doesn't really matter in any real sense. Like it's not like it matters as far as who they are, but it's just funny and silly and something I didn't know until today. Uh, but Rian, did you know, do you know where the, the name for the Proud Boys comes from? No. Me neither. So I didn't until today. I assumed it was just like, we're proud and we're, we're boys. We're proud to be American. It comes from a song, apparently, I read today. It comes from a song that was going to be in the original Aladdin called uh, Proud of Your Boy, which is a song in the original Aladdin that they cut. 
So it didn't make it into the movie, but you can hear the music. What? Yeah, and it's no way. where Aladdin is singing a song dedicated to his mother about how she's going to be proud of her boy. Wait, Aladdin's mom? Yeah. Aww. It's she, a song that he's singing to his mom about how he's oh, going to make yeah. her proud of her boy. She definitely not in the movie, that's for sure. No. Okay. Yeah, so this song is literally just a sweet, wholesome song how about being proud of your boy. It? Yeah, how did they get this like, information? I don't know. I, I should have done more research they, on they, that because that's dug, clearly a pivotal point. They dug deep into the Disney archive and they're like, ah, look at this song. This represents us, uh, a mother and well, her... Well, Celine's about to get to that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I really wish I had more information on why that's that's their inspiration, <laughs> but I just thought that was really fucking like... Not relevant, but still hilarious and interesting. It's cute. I love Aladdin. That's one of my favorite Disney movies. So, like, you know, good for them. The yeah. only good but thing about the the Pratt only good <laughs> thing about the Brad Boys. I was like, but also fuck them, fuck their bullshit, and I'm I'm so proud of what has happened. Thank God the internet exists, so these people. Yeah, and could- we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to what's what's good about what's going on. And I'm shutting but- up now. I so like let's just talk really quickly about who the Proud Boys are, um, outside of getting their name from Aladdin. Uh huh. Um, the Proud Boys are bad. Uh huh. Um, they're not good boys. No. Uh, <laughs> they're not good boys. <laughs> Definitely not. So a lot of people that I've seen on Facebook are you know people who vaguely support the Proud Boys will say things like, "Well, they don't explicitly support violence." So I just want to dispel that really quickly. Okay. So the founder of the Proud Boys is named Gavin McKins, uh-huh. and he actually is also one of the co-founders of Vice, which... Vice? The yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Rest assured, if wow. you like Vice, if you still like Vice, that's okay, I, because I Vice do. has really gone out of their way to say, we do not continue to associate with this guy. We don't care for what he's doing, right? Is one of the co-founders of Vice, left Vice, is being completely dispelled by Vice. Like, okay, they're good. like, okay, no... Cool. You go, Vice. We don't care for those Nazis. Good, good. Fuck yeah. Um, But so just to really quick give a rundown on why it's bullshit to think that they are not a just blatantly violent group. Mm -hmm. I just want to go over some things that Gavin McKins has said, as well as some of the other things that uh, Jason Kessler, the other co-founder, has said. Tell it like it is, baby. You know. You know the real truth. I was watching just like... Several videos, um, and Rian kind of actually is the one who introduced me to this. Ah, yeah, you two are so fucking yeah. smart. Because I, I was watching a video of just like things that Gavin McKins has said. Ah, I love it. And they're absolutely bananas things to say. Bananas. So he said that there's four rules Two to being a break man. someone's heart. Oh God. Three is to beat the shit out of someone, and what? four is to get the shit beaten out of you. So it's Stop a very it. If you hurt me, I hurt you mindset. Yeah, fuck that. So it makes sense that they say that feminism is anti-male because their whole thing about being a male is you get hurt, you hurt someone back. Seriously? And feminism basically says if you get hurt, you process that hurt and you learn how to not inflict hurt on other people and you learn how to fight against people hurting other people and you learn again you learn to remove yourself from those people i don't exactly yeah yeah. you don't buy into a cult that set up which is literally what the proud boys do they like have fight clubs and shit it's bananas i don't literally physically my brain cannot comprehend parties are willing i'm not against it like you know full-on fight Mm -hmm. actual fight club oh you're so smart oh my god they need to get the aggression out but if it's just like I'm going to go beat this piece of shit up because they don't agree with me. That's, and you're, and that's, oh my God. 
And Rianne has really highlighted where this gets especially problematic. Yeah. Because <laughs> let me let me let me get through my thing. No, I am. I am. I get. I I agree with both of you. I'm just impressed. So, you know, Rianne pointed out, like, if it's consensual, that's fine. But if you're saying we should beat the shit out of somebody that doesn't agree with us, that's where it gets problematic. And that's right. exactly where the Proud Boys get problematic. Because Jesus Gavin McKinnon, despite the fact that they repeatedly insist, no, we're not inherently violent. That's not part of our, our ethos or our philosophy. Yeah, fucking bullshit. I have several quotes from Gavin McKinnon's. Uh, really dispelling that notion. Oh, please. So Gav McKins has said things like fighting, quote, fighting solves everything. Uh, he's also said that it is our job to fight social justice warriors and it's the cop's job to turn a blind eye. He said things like, and we need more violence from Trump people. No, he's also said, no way. Mm -hmm. He's also said things like, if you are out on the street wearing a MAGA hat and somebody yeah. who looks like a punk comes up to you and says... Is that a MAGA hat or did you vote for Trump? He said, choke, choke them. Yeah. No way. Mm -hmm. You're yeah, we ended up seeing this video. How are yeah. you surprised, Mitchell? Like, how are you surprised knowing everything that you maybe know about Pride Boys? Like, no, hold on. My, my whole position is to that I, I live under a rock. So, okay. like, that that's kind of how my whole shit. Well, I so. wasn't surprised, but I was horrified at the same time. Sorry, that's yeah, exactly that's, my sentiment. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be the 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 not surprised but yeah. horrified. My, my my view is the innocuous view who has absolutely no knowledge of this. So I apologize, but yeah. But yeah, what, so the founder of the Proud Boys has made it really clear that he believes that violence is the answer and violence is what we need for conservative. Why for conservatism to take hold? So they are a patently violent group, despite what they might tell you. Seriously. Stop it. So they are a patently violent group, despite what they try to tell you. They try to have this. We're just white guys. Right. We're just boys. We're just trying to stop white people from yeah, being genocided. Yeah, we're not doing anything right. They're the worst. And <laughs> they were, yeah, it sounds like it. They're the fucking worst. And so like, as far as like the real world impacts of the Proud Boys. So first of all, they were one of the biggest groups at the Unite the Right rally in mm -hmm. Charleston, or uh, I apologize, not Charleston, I apologize, I misspoke, in Charlottesville, uh, where Heather Hayer was killed. She was run, no. yeah, she was run down by a guy who, I will say, the guy who uh, murdered Heather Hayer was not affiliated specifically with the Proud Boys. He was affiliated with Vanguard America, which is a patently neo-Nazi group. Oh, um, but I will say that Jason Kessler, a co-founder of the Proud Boys, did call Heather Hayer a fat, disgusting communist. No. And this is after her death. Oh, no. Can um, I say something really quick? Yeah, please absolutely. Please, please do. I don't know if you're going to tie into like what Trump said about Proud Boys stand. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. If please you're going to get there. No, please do. Get... No, we're going there. That's Celine's... what we do Stop. here. Oh, Stop, Mitchell. <laughs> Celine's going to get there. I'm going to let them get there. So uh, they also, so the Kenosha murderer in Wisconsin, Kyle Rittenhouse, they, he again was not specifically affiliated with the Proud Boys, but they did call Kyle Rittenhouse a hero for the fact that he murdered three peaceful protesters Why? in Wisconsin because they're bad people. Okay. Um, they are considered a terrorist organization since their founding in 2016 by the FBI, mm -hmm. and they are considered a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is one of the authorities on hate groups and hate speech in America. Mm -hmm. um, they have had 
to make it more relevant to us specifically, they've had a huge presence in Oregon for the last several years. And they have been one of the key figures in the rallies in Portland and the violent escalations in Portland. Right. The, The whole premise of like, you know, protesters, quote unquote, being violent. Right, right, right. So you're saying that these guys are the ones that are the the escalators. Right. And they have shown up in Portland. They, you know, Southern Poverty Poverty Law Center, the article I was reading, they had like a statement against the Proud Boys. And they were like, look below. At the end of this article, we're going to link to a bunch of stories about how they caused violence everywhere but in Portland specifically and looking through those it's you know a bunch of bullet points that are like this person was accused of shooting police officers and protesters with paintball guns this person did that this person did this whereas 98% of the people are doing like uh, appropriate uh, political continual righteousness and then there's this 3% of people fucking it up for everybody else Right. Right. And so this has become especially relevant, especially since the last debate where Donald Trump was asked to please do the fucking bare minimum of denouncing hateful groups in America. Right. And he was like, he basically said, well, the hateful groups in America are the left and Antifa. Right. And the Proud Boys are maybe bad. Just stand by and Stand down and stand by. And they really celebrated this. The Proud Boys really, really celebrated this. What does that even mean, though? And so people have been very concerned because the Proud Boys have felt so emboldened by what Trump said in this debate last week. And there's it's easy to feel just completely disheartened by the fact that you know, the president has said that this group that is identified by his own government, the FBI, as being a hate group, as being a literal terrorist organization mm-hmm. and multiple groups like the SPLC, uh, the uh, Anti-Defamation League, so many places have said that this is a terrorist group, this is a hate group, they shouldn't be allowed. And they felt emboldened by our president. So it's right. really easy to feel disheartened this right is now. Crazy. This is insane. The good news is that last Saturday, gay men decided that they were going to appropriate the hashtag of Proud Boys on Twitter. I saw that. Mm -hmm. And so they've started using the hashtag Proud Boys to share photos of themselves with their partners. Hell yeah. With uh, basically living their best lives. It's a lot of gay men like twerking and doing (laughs) just like lots of gay things. It's basically... Gay dude, pride right, at its yeah. best. Dude, that, this is the smartest thing I've ever seen. I've never been more proud of the community than overtaking this hashtag. And I'm so happy that yeah, they that did. Happy. Dude, this mm-hmm. is this is literally the most amazing thing that's happened there, in tw- is 2020. There, is there any response from the actual like <sighs> there sure is. Oh my god. <laughs> ah, I'm so, so happy. On Saturday, last Saturday is when this started, you know, and honestly, I really encourage anybody, even if you're not on Twitter, to go on to Twitter and follow us at the March show. Also, do your thing. Yes. And so I really encourage anybody who's not on Twitter to go on Twitter and just look at this because while I was researching this, I just like I ended up getting so sidetracked just scrolling through people who had hashtagged this because it's everyone from like young gay men just you know, showcasing themselves dancing or Mm -hmm. their makeup or themselves with their partners up through people who are in their 60s and 70s 
showing selfies of themselves with their longtime partners. Hashtag proud boys. And saying, we are the real proud boys. Like, we have what it takes to be proud. These fucking Nazis do not. Right. And so I love that. It's it's wonderful. Um, by Sunday, it was trending. So, you know, right now, if you go on Twitter, you'll see hashtag Proud Boys trending. And it's not going to be any neo-Nazi shit. It's going to be adorable photos. Oh, um, even <laughs> One of my favorite things is even the Canadian Armed Forces took part. So the Canadian Armed Forces <laughs> stationed in America. Yes have also taken part in in this hashtag and they they have taken advantage of this to show Canadian Armed Forces members who are gay showcasing their love for their partners. Uh, it's it's so wonderful. Cute. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I I just I I love this. And the Proud Boys, so they say that they don't care. They say that they are not homophobic. Oh yeah. They're like, "Oh, anybody who wants to join us in our belief in America being this great as it can be which let's be clear their view of a great america is vastly different than <laughs> yeah. any actual american ideal they're saying oh we accept anybody it's it's fine to be gay they don't believe that yeah again like let's go back to what i read at first which is the four points of how to be a man which is like you get hurt and then yeah. you hurt somebody back right they and the fact that they say that feminism is like Bullshit. hobbling men because it's taking away male ability to fight people basically oh they God. don't like anything that's not a display of violence and so they say that they don't care and there have been news outlets that have interviewed proud boy founders and proud boy affiliates and one proud boy affiliate said you know we don't care we think it's funny we don't care about the fact that people are saying that you know, this is gay. Right. Um, Wait, hold on. The The Proud Boys are saying they don't care? Yeah. The Proud Boys are uh, saying, you know, not the, the gay ones. Yeah. The, the actual, like. The homophobic ones. Homophobic yeah. Ones. They're saying that they don't care. Um, however, in the same quote where one of these Proud Boy uh, leaders said that they don't care, they also said that this is drowning out their freedom of speech. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, like, that's hilarious because obviously people are using their freedom of speech to say that they are proud and they're boys. Yep. Um, and that's allowed and that's not drowning out people's freedom of speech. I'm sorry. Like, if people like somebody else's message better than they like yours, that's just you having a bad opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it also shows that they do feel threatened. And we can actually see that because, so, the Proud Boys were actually kicked off of Twitter. Um, which this should shock none of us because they were using hate speech and being abusive yep. to other Twitter well, users. Also, I think on Instagram because after oh, I were saw, they after? Well, I think so because after I saw um, people were sharing a post that looked like it was from Instagram. That was the Proud Boys that made a logo for the what Trump said. Yeah, uh, stand back, stand by, or mm -hmm. whatever. <clears throat> I I could not find a single hashtag or. Uh, group that was Proud Boys, right. it, like called Proud Boys, mm -hmm. and that's what the it looked like. Interesting, that, that makes curious. sense. I wanted yeah. to find it and just see. Yeah, they fucking just find it. they and obliterated like, the whole thing. Which I was like, cool. Like, I guess like it's good that Instagram is keeping this from people like doing that kind of thing on the internet. But I was also like, I just I wanted to see for myself, so it was like a little difficult for mm -hmm. me to like. Well, and if you yeah. want to see for yourself, you need to head to an app called Parlor. Ooh, okay. Uh, P-A-R-L-E-R. -E okay. And that's where the Proud Boys have moved since they've been kicked off of Twitter for being themselves. Wait, which Proud Boys? 
The the bad ones. <laughs> the, the fucking yes, they, ass. The, they were officially banned from Twitter and nice. apparently potentially Instagram um, for their behavior. <laughs> okay, good. And so now good. they use Parler instead as their main way that they communicate with each other. And so on Parler, Racist there was a lot of dialogue about how frustrated many Proud Boys, the bad ones, were right. with this message. Um, the same guy who did an interview saying like, we're not upset. We think it's funny. We like gay people. Sure. We just think that they're shutting out our freedom of speech. <laughs> he po- This same man posted on Parler saying that the left is trying to turn their name into a slur. Uh-huh. So clearly they see being gay as a slur. Sure. Being called a gay is a slur. Not a thing. Uh, That's not a thing. And then more troublingly, a lot of it devolved into really violent rhetoric, like people sharing right. swastikas and other Nazi logos and saying, this is how we can fix this. Right. The, the Nazis were obviously famously anti-Jew, but also pretty famously anti-gay. You know, lots of people that were killed in the Holocaust weren't necessarily Jewish. They were gay. Right. So... They're it's holding the same standard. Holding a long tradition of being a Nazi and being homophobic. Fucking bullshit, man. Yeah. And so I I want to be clear that, you know, this is a fun piece because it's we've managed to like hijack this this hashtag to make it something support, wholesome and good. We do not but, support any of this bullshit. No. But it's also, you know, the Proud Boys, like, let's be clear, this is something to be genuinely concerned about because Gav McKins has said he has literally urged his followers to buy guns. He has literally urged his followers to, if somebody comes up to them and says, why are you wearing a MAGA hat? Yeah. Trust your instincts. Choke them out. Yeah. Listen. So they're a, a scary fucking group of people. They as are a part not- of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community, fuck that bullshit. No. Hard no. Get the fuck away from that. No. Right. Exactly. So like, let's be clear. This is not a fun topic because... The Proud Boys are a genuine threat to America and democracy and actual living human beings because they genuinely believe that we should commit violence against other human beings Do not. if they don't agree with us. Right. That said, we've got to admit that it's a little bit thrilling and fun to see their name hijacked to support something right. that they fundamentally are right. like, ew! It was cute. It's cute. But at the same time, like, do not... Do not disregard the threat that they are at the same time for for somebody being clever and hijacking the name. Like, do not support these people. They are dangerous. They're ignorant. They are not people you want in your circle. Like, these people are shallow and scared and confused, and they are dangerous. And, and do not let these people into your fucking circle of life. Like, these people do... Anyways. Anyways. That, that's my segment. Celine, your segment. Uh... Re your segment? Uh, I don't think I had a segment, but I would like a bathroom break. Okay. <laughs> that's that's what we do here. So that's that's the message. That's the segment. We're gonna come back. We're gonna wrap things up in a fun package as always, and we'll be back right after this. Welcome to the Mitch and March podcast featuring Celine Sennis <laughs> Bond and uh, Rianne is here today. Yes. Let's go I'm, with the March Mitch podcast, but yeah. What did I say? The Mitch March. Oh, uh, anyway, so I was pressured to be the pseudo Alex today and he's, you know, I just can't compete with that radio voice. And anyways, this has been a Who lovely can? show. It was really nice to just come and like hang out with my friends and drink beers and like talk about 
random stuff with you guys. So thank you so much for having me today. And maybe I'll be here again. I don't know. Yeah. We want you here again. Yeah. We need to buy a fourth microphone for when Alex comes back so yeah. it can be here again. Yeah. I'll, I know I will see you guys again. I just don't know if I'll like have my voice in this microphone. Again, yeah. So. And, you know, we talked about earlier, Mitchell, we talked earlier about social media and how we're going to try to use those platforms to show not just what we're doing on the March Mitch show, but who we are as, as real live human beings. Rian is my very best friend in the world. She, I frequently refer to Rian as my wife. Life She's partner. literally one of the best people I've ever, 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 ever met so I'm super super glad that we got to have Rien here tonight because I just I think that anytime that Rien is around me she adds something to what that what I'm saying and what I'm feeling so I'm I'm really glad that we got to have Rien here I love you too okay well, we're in love all right well we just got to figure out where to put Alex's segment in and uh, then we'll call it an episode so miss thank you Alex yeah, we miss you, you. miss you, miss you got, oh. in a faraway land you guys we'll be back soon yeah all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You all have a great rest of your night. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.